Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Well, this morning, before I begin to preach and teach the Word of God, I would like us to pray together as God's people for all those people who are really have been, have been infected with this virus and are on the verge of death and many are struggling and this thing is uh, seemingly spreading so fast in many parts of the world. Uh, let's pray for them and we are going to pray and join our faith with other brothers and sisters of this faith, of our faith, and join other churches to pray unto God that this virus will be destroyed and will be cast out that this will no longer her, harm or hurt any of God's people or anybody. We want this planet, this earth, the people in this world to be blessed. You with me? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come together in faith and in agreement, and we pray for all those people that have been infected, that every one of them will be set free, and Lord, they will be healed. But now we also pray against this virus that is infecting so many people and spreading like wildfire across the globe. And particularly certain nations like, like Italy and Iran and other places, Lord, there is a rapid growth of this. And we pray that that growth will be curtailed in the name of Jesus. And Father, you will destroy this, Lord. Lord, we speak against it and we bind it in the authority that you have given us and we render it powerless in Jesus' name. We destroy it in the name of Jesus. We command it to get out. Go back to where it came in Jesus' name. We pray, God, God, your blessing upon the entire planet, Lord, upon all mankind, Father, that your grace will show forth, your grace will manifest, and people will be blessed. Father, this is our prayer, and we thank you, for we know that you're already working. You're already doing amazing things, and you are setting people free. Many are recovering, and many are being set free, and we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Let's say amen again. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Well, this morning, I want to speak on a subject called Speak Right. Why? Because many times under when people are under pressure, when they're pressurized by circumstances or such situations that we're facing right now, or when you're under stress, you're, there is a lot of pressure applied on your tongue to say things that are in agreement with the stress, are in agreement with what is happening, are in agreement with what you're facing, and not realizing, people do that, not realizing how it affects them or impacts their life and actually brings them into bondage. And so it's very important that we train ourselves but the, with the influence of the Word and the Holy Spirit to speak right under such situations and circumstances. So let's look into the Word and let's get some understanding and let the Holy Spirit, of, Holy Spirit God teach us how to speak right. Are you with me? Say amen. All right. Let's turn our Bibles open to Matthew chapter 12 and we're reading from verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Watch that. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, 
bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Here, I want to focus our attention on verse 34 and verse 37. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. That means out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth will utter stuff. Okay, bear that in mind. Now it says, for by thy words, underline that word, words, your words, not God's words, your words, by your words, by thy words, thou shalt be justified, and by thy words, thou shalt be condemned. So let's understand this a little better. So I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, the words you say, who? Not God, you. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. That means the words I speak or the words you speak will set you free or bring you into bondage. Can you see the importance of the words? Of what words you speak can actually work for you or against you. A lot of times people say things sarcastically and things in joking manner. I want you to know. In the spirit world, your spirit cannot differentiate that. And whatever you say, and if it's coming out of your heart, it's treated as very serious. Now, realize this. This operation we're talking about is a spiritual operation. So to your mind, it may seem senseless or it may seem meaningless. But this is not a mind action. This is not related to the senses. This is something more deeper. It's got to do with your spirit. Because it says, whatever you believe, out of the abundance of the heart. So it's coming from within your spirit. And when you release those words, which are coming out of the spirit, they are full of power. They're potent, powerful words that have the power to manifest what you're saying. Okay? Right. So whatever your heart is full of and overflowing is what will effortlessly flow out of your mouth. Watch that. It'll flow effortlessly because why? It's coming out of your heart. Your heart is full. So those words are extremely powerful words. It is by your words that you're either condemned or set free. You are bound or delivered. Okay? So these words are very important. Let me now take you to Proverbs. Let's go further, okay? Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. The fruit of the mouth is the words that come out of your mouth. And it says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with what? With the fruit of the mouth. So what you say affects your life. It has an impact on how you live your life. If you keep talking lack, lack is what will manifest. If you keep speaking sickness, sickness is what will manifest. So you've got to be careful. You're always saying the devil, the devil, the devil. Many Christians just blame the devil for everything. I know the devil is behind a lot of this stuff that is coming against us because the, the devil always wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the source behind it. But you know, we empower the devil by yielding our tongue 
and agreeing with him and speaking. So now when I speak in agreement with the enemy, I empower the enemy to work against me. So my words begin to work against me. Are you with me this morning? So make sure you understand this. Because it says, uh, um, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Praise God. Watch that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. He didn't say death and life are in the power of the devil. He didn't say death and life are in the power of sickness. He didn't say death and life are in the power of the coronavirus. No. So you have power. You have something that God has given you to come against these things that are coming, trying to come against you. Okay? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Again, let me take you to another scripture. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 14. A man shall be satisfied with good from the fruit of his mouth. Well, child of God, I want you to realize that you have a part to play. And you are responsible in creating your world. Your world of safety, your world of protection, your world of supply, your world of peace. You have a part to play. I know God is a source, but God requires us to flow with him. And one of the ways we flow with him is letting his words influence our heart, our spirit, that our heart and our spirit are filled with his word. And now when we open our mouth, we speak those words that are in line with what he says. And then the miracle power of God begins to work. And that's what manifests in our lives. Say amen. Hallelujah. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. And now, I want to show you what, something very important. Now, I laid this foundation to let you know that Jesus begins to teach his disciples how to function in this manner. Okay? So, I want you to go to Mark chapter 11, verse 12. Mark chapter 11, verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. and Seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit thereof hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Watch that. Jesus came to this fig tree that he might find some fruit on it. When he did not find fruit on it, he spoke to the tree. Sometimes it may seem and appear weird, but he's demonstrating and illustrating something to us over here. He speaks to the tree. If you, wa if you watch somebody speaking to a tree, you would think he's gone crazy. But Jesus is teaching as a law, a principle. Okay, So let's understand what is he trying to teach. And how does he operate? Okay. He says, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. So those words, he spoke with confidence. How do I know? Because he spoke boldly. When you believe in something, you will not fear to speak aloud. It's only when there is doubt in your heart, you kind of whisper, you kind of shake in your boots, and you really, you, you try to force yourself to say it. And even when you say it, you look around to see if somebody heard you, because you don't want to uh, feel that others are thinking that you're crazy. You know, he didn't care what others thought. He just spoke what he believed and what he wanted to see manifest. So he said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter. 
and he walked away. Then in verse 20, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up. The fig tree what? Dried up. From where? From the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursedest is withered away. Look, Lord, that tree that you spoke to, you cursed, is withered, it's dead. How did it die? Was it poisoned? Did somebody do anything to it in the natural? No, Jesus just spoke to it. And I want you to see the invisible power in the words that Jesus spoke. It had power. See, there is power in the words that he spoke, that the tree died. And Jesus answering unto Peter, who was so, um, you know, surprised by what he saw, he said, have faith in God. What does that mean? Have the God kind of faith. In other words, he was saying, operate like God operates. You with me? Operate like God operates. This is how God operates. So he says, to explain that further, he goes into verse, we, well, let's go into verse 23. He says, for verily I say unto whosoever, mark that word, whosoever. It's, that means you are one of those whosoevers. I'm one of those whosoevers. It's anybody. Okay, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So he's explaining the God kind of faith. He's explaining how this thing operates. He says, and I want you to see this. The, you know, there are two important things or words that we have to focus on. One is the believing part. And the second is the saying part. But because our study today is based more on speaking, I'm not going to develop the believing part, but we're going to talk about more about the saying part. If you read that scripture once again, that verse, you will see the word say you know, mentioned three times. That's how important that is. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And he was saying, this is how God operates. You with me? So he said, speak to the mountain. What? Speak the desired result. Speak to the situation. What? The desired result. What do you desire to see? That's important. Now, we said, Operate like God operates. So how did God operate? How does God operate? You with me? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by what? The word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The power to create was in the words that God spoke. And he says, those things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That means they did not come from the seen world. They came from the unseen world. And when whatever God said, they came from the unseen realm into the seen realm. Amen. And how did this happen? Through God speaking. He spoke words. And I want you to to really understand how this all happened. So go with me to Genesis chapter 1, please. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. <clears throat> In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. 
And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Watch this. What's he saying? In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. God is the one that created heaven and earth. But how was the world at that time? It was dark. It was without form. It was void. And, um, um, and there's a darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered or moved upon the face of the waters. It was a dark place. It was void. There was no life. There was nothing in here. But God wanted to create something. So he gets into creation mode. So how does he begin to create what he wants? The first thing we see God doing is he creates light. How does he do it? Verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. Okay. There was darkness all around. It was void. It was without form. And the Holy Ghost was just moving around. But God desired to create. So he begins his creation how? By speaking. His word has the power to create. The word of God is packed with the power to accomplish whatever that word was released to do. So remember, the word is God's power. Hallelujah. The word is God's power. So he said, let there be light, and there was light. He did not look at darkness and say, whoa, it's so dark. And that's what we generally do. We look at our situation, and we begin to talk about that situation. We address the situation. We, we magnify the situation. You know, but, Jesus, but God never spoke about darkness. He said, let there be light, and light came and dispelled darkness. Amen. Now, verse 6 and 7. And God said, Underline that word, God said. In verse 3 we read, God said. In verse 6 it says, God said. Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Okay? He said, let the waters be divided. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters, which were above the firmament, and it was so. God said, and it was so. Okay? Mark those words. God said, and it was so. Verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. So he was just speaking. He said, all the water come together. Let the dry land come, you know, be established. Oh, you know, let me, let me read it to clarify. Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. He said it, it was so. He spoke it, it was so. Verse 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and its fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. So all the, the vegetation we see, the grass, the herbs, the fruit yielding trees, all were created by the spoken word. God said it, and it says it was so. Hallelujah. And all this was coming from the invisible world into the visible natural world, by the spoken word. Say amen. Hallelujah. I hope you're understanding the, the, uh, what I'm trying to teach you this, uh, this morning. All right? Verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the first uh, of, of the sixth day. Sorry, the sixth day. Whatever God said, God saw. Hallelujah. 
Whatever God said, God saw. Whatever was created was created by God speaking the desired result. Now you might say, Pastor, that's great. I know that's how God created everything. But how, how do I operate like that? I mean, I, you know, so many people feel uh, that they're, they don't deserve, they're, they're not qualified, they're not good enough. And uh, how can I operate like him? Okay, number one. When you're born again, you become a child of God with power. John 1.12. And also, you need to understand, you have not joined a religion. You've been born into a family, into the family of God. Okay? And besides that, let me give you more understanding. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let us make man in what? In our image and our likeness. So what was God's plan? God's plan was to create a human in the image and likeness of God. Why? He wanted him on this planet to run this under the leadership and kingship of God. Okay? He was, he was being made the ruler of this earth. Okay? And uh, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Hallelujah. So God created man in his own image and in his own likeness. Are you with me? Amen. Why? Because he wants us to function like he functions. He wants us to operate like he operates. He wants us to operate in dominion. He wants us to take over. He wants to bring order on this planet through his man. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That was God's original plan for man. Okay? And his intention was that we function like he functions. So in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, it says this. Therefore, be imitators of God. What does that mean? To copy Him and to follow His example. Hmm. To copy Him and to follow His example. To, to manifest like He manifests. To operate like He operates. And as well beloved children, imitate their fathers. Amen? Okay. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that God desires and intends that all of us begin to walk like the sons of God with power. All of us begin to learn how to operate from the scriptures. And so here in Mark chapter 11, Jesus is teaching us how to operate in that realm. So let's go back to Mark 11. <clears throat> And it, as I said, he was, trying, he was teaching them about the God kind of faith or how to operate like God operates. So going back to verse 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou, move, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. The important part now I said is saying. So now, if God did things and created things by the spoken word, now he's teaching us the same thing over here, saying, you speak. You speak to the mountain. You speak to the opposition. You speak to that storm. You speak to whatever is coming against you. You speak 
to that COVID-19. You speak to the virus and say, virus, you have no right to touch me or my loved ones or my family or enter into my house. You don't have the right because I speak and I curse you and I bind you and cast you out in the name of Jesus because Jesus has given us the right to dominate and cast out the devil. He's given us the power. He's given us his blood. So we now have to voice that with faith in our hearts. And when we do so in faith, the power in that word will manifest and God's protection will become your portion. Say amen. Hallelujah. So remember, I'm sharing this to teach you not only to guard yourself, but actually to go on the offense. We're not here trying to sit and try in a corner trying to defend and trying to just, uh, you know, cover ourselves and hide. No, in fear. No, 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 no. We are supposed to go on the offense. Glory be to God. We have to move. Amen. Listen, when uh, Jesus and the disciples were on uh, in the uh, crossing over to the other side in, in, the, in the boat, the Bible says there was a great wind. Jesus was asleep and the waters were filling the, sh the boat and they almost lost hope of any, any uh, likelihood of living. Uh, they thought they're going to die. So they come to the Lord and they said, Lord, don't you care that we're about to die? And Jesus wakes up and says, and then the Bible says he rebuked the wind. And then he said, peace be still. And then he looks around to his disciples and says, where is your faith? What happened? Why? Because Jesus expected them to operate like he operates. That's what he was showing them. When he cursed the fig tree, he was showing them the authority that he has given to us and the power there is in the words we speak when we believe in what he said. So he was expecting them to take over. He didn't begin to say, when he woke up, he didn't say, Lord, where are you? I thought you wanted us to go to the other side. I didn't realize that we would have such an opposition. No, he didn't hit the, he, he didn't hit the deck on his knees crying out to God for help. He said, no, 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 no. This is not the time for prayer. The time for prayer is before you enter into temptation. But when you enter into temptation, it's time to take authority. Use your authority and power to pull that enemy down and crush him under your feet. Remember, it is not time to pray. It's time to take control. It's time to speak with boldness and in faith. You know, when Jesus was tempted in the desert after 40 days and 40 nights and the devil came to tempt him and every time the devil tempted, what did Jesus do? He spoke the word. He didn't pray. He had already prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. He was fasting and praying. Now he was full of the power. For he was, his heart was filled with God's word and God's presence. And when he opened his mouth, he said, it is written. Hallelujah. He spoke the word. The word has the power to destroy every power of the enemy. Every and, and, and break every chain of the enemy. And stop the enemy in his tracks. You know? The Bible says when they applied the blood to the, to the doorpost and to the lintel and, and the angel of death came, it passed over. It had no right. It went into every home which did not have the blood. Remember. You have a covenant with Jesus and you've got to become bold and you, you've got to see these just cannot be, uh, you know, just theological words that you know or just Christian uh, words that you've heard before. You have to have the real experience with God. You've got to learn to believe in your heart and out of the heart that believes, you've got to speak forth and manifest God's power. Your words have the power 
to destroy the enemy's plans. Your power, your words have the power to destroy the works of the devil. Your words have the power to bind the enemy forces and cast him out. And listen, I'm preaching this because I want to encourage you to start using the authority that God has given you and realize the words you speak have the power to stop the coronavirus from attacking you, from hurting you, from harming you or your loved ones. If you're, if you're a man of the house, you stand up. You cover your, your wife, your children. You, have been, you are the priest of the house. That's what a husband is. You're the priest. Now you stand up. You, you take authority. You apply the blood. You apply the oil. You apply God's word upon every one of you. And speak the word only. Don't speak what the world is speaking. Don't fill your heart with all the news and with all everything that the, you hear and listen and see on social media or even on news channels. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not saying you don't keep abreast with what's happening. Listen, but don't spend too much time because what you hear will affect what you believe. Because what you hear will impact your thinking and what you think will establish what you believe. Therefore, we need to begin to get this word into our heart that when we open our mouth, glory to God, when we open our mouth, we are saying the word, not what the world is saying, not what the news channels are saying, not what others are saying, and not live in fear, but live in faith. Say amen. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it, and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.